0: They're gonna put me in the movies, they're gonna make a big star out of me,
1: we'll make the film about a man that's sad and lonely, and all I gotta do is act naturally. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 40 of Talk Hard, presented by Walk Softly Films. Uh, this is a force watch episode and, uh, man, I couldn't be more excited. But, uh, before we get into the, before we get into all that, uh, let me tell you who's with me today. Scott Stafford from Frankfort, Kentucky. Hey everybody. And Todd Sheen from here in Damble.
0: That's right. Every woman's dream.
1: That's right. (laughs) As he's, as he's starting to uh, think of himself, um, Yeah, and I'm Alan Martin, and I'm excited because this is the first and only time I've won Force (laughs) Watch. I got to pick the movie. I couldn't be happier with my pick, and I cannot wait to talk about 1986's Cobra starring Sylvester Stallone. Uh, Guys, are you excited? Are you as excited as I am?
0: Uh, I I doubt it. It sounds like you're pretty excited. Well, I'm pretty excited. I know I know Scott is because this was directed by Cosmatos. Exactly. Yeah, yes, it director. is. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean he let's face it, Cosmatos owned the eighties. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well we'll we'll save that. We'll save that. Yeah,
1: we can get into that. Absolutely, we can. Um so uh, we never we never give the the plot or anything first. So maybe we should this uh, time. Absolutely. Do, do either one of you want to try to tackle the Cobra plot? Because I'm happy to do it.
2: <laughs> I think you better because I don't know that I could even come close.
1: <laughs> All right. So um, there is a, uh, a a killing spree uh, in in the, the the big city, and um, they're they're thinking. The authorities are thinking it's, it's one killer, the Night Stalker. So they bring in the zombie squad, head of the zombie squad, Cobra, played by Sylvester Stallone, to not only protect the, uh, the model, who's the only living witness to the uh, Night Stalker's activities, but uh, so he has to protect her, but he also is in charge of tracking down the Night Stalker and, and ending his spree by any means necessary. Does that pretty much sum it up?
2: I think that's pretty fair. I think it's pretty fair. Yeah. Uh, the film based on the novel Fair Game by Paula Gosling. Apparently very loosely yeah. based. Uh, it, very loosely because they later made a movie called Fair Game yes. a, about the same book that is nothing like this whatsoever. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> uh, I'm confused how they could be from the same book. Uh, but if anybody remembers the, the movie with uh, the youngest Baldwin and um, Cindy Crawford, right? Mm-hmm. Fair game, yep.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah, and there's absolutely nothing like this. You're right. This movie spawned from... Um, they wanted Stallone to do Beverly Hills Cop okay. in 1984. And they wanted him to play Axel. Axel Foley. Um, so they gave Stallone the script... Stallone didn't like the comedic aspects of the script. Didn't think they lent he lent his talents well to that type of script. So he did a bunch of rewrites, handed the director the rewrite, the rewritten script, and said, "If you want me to do it, this is the script we're going with." And the director said, "See you later." Yeah, <laughs> and went went with uh, Eddie Murphy. So and maybe
2: made one of the best decisions in the history
1: absolutely. of Hollywood there. <laughs> So Stallone takes the notes he had from that script, tries to mold them a little bit with this book, Fair Game. <laughs> yeah. And, and and out of it, we get Cobra. And uh, apparently uh, Stallone, and I don't have it in front of me. I should have looked this up before we got on here. But apparently Stallone went to the author of Fair Game and offered his rewrites to her in case she wanted to rewrite her book. <laughs> and she said no thank you. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Me either. Me either. So um yeah, I watched this two nights ago, maybe three nights ago. Um and I and I just uh I streamed it I think on HBO mm-hmm. Go. How did you guys watch it? Uh I streamed it on
2: maybe Amazon, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: My dad had a VHS copy. Oh yes! Look
2: at you. I feel like you get extra points for that. It was, yes.
0: It was taped off of uh, probably <laughs> HBO back in 1986 or seven. So it was taped, incredible. And it was taped in SLP mode. Oh, I wish I'd have watched it with you. Todd had his own version of HBO Go.
1: <laughs> <He> there. <did>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's <laughs> called HBO Go, and I hope you have a trailer to fit all these tapes.
1: Oh, my goodness sakes.
2: Uh, so, you all want to start in on this thing? All right. So, can I jump in? Because right from the very beginning, like on the titles, I had thoughts. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, the, I can't one, wait. one of the first things you see is that it's a Golan and Globus film. Yeah. And notoriously oh. make insane cheap, terrible movies, Golan and Globus. Uh, so that was Do one thing. Do you have thing. examples? Oh, Todd, I guarantee Todd does. What's that? Golan and Globus movies, some a- oh, examples. yeah, yeah.
0: They're the guys that did, uh, they had the, well, they did the uh, Captain America, the early, early <laughs> 90s Captain America. Oh,
1: yes. Yeah. Um, among,
0: among other jewels. Yeah. That's,
1: that's an incredible one already. Breaking,
2: Breaking 2. Oh, my oh, gosh. Island. Enter the Ninja, yeah. Revenge of the Ninja. And these are like the ones yeah. that did well, I think. So good. No, yeah. that's a great library right there. Uh, King Solomon's Mines.
0: And uh, the sequel. J- um, John Cassavetes. Alan Quartermain and the Gold. City of the Lo- Gold. The Lost City of Gold. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. John Cassavetti's Love Streams. Man. Life Force. Life Force was good. That was Toby Hooper. Yeah. <laughs> Bolero, Matahari, and then
1: Bolero. <laughs> so, uh, another quick note about production on this movie: um, I read that they got about a week behind on production because Stallone wouldn't wouldn't quit going out on dates with Brigitte Nielsen when they were supposed to be filming, <laughs> and also doing things to impress his bodyguards. <laughs> <laughs> they got right. a week behind because of that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. So anyway, okay. Um so I mean the opening scene, I knew I was gonna love this movie as much as I remembered that I I loved it as a as a as a kid when I watched it. But for totally different reasons. So can we go ahead and get into that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it opens up with this madman going into mm-hmm. A grocery store because <laughs> saying that he's that he's part of the new the new order because obviously the first place you're gonna go when you're about to start a new order is a piggly wiggly <laughs> and he so he goes in there right that's the place to start it. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely you're gonna you're, you're gonna go into a save a lot to start this <laughs> the new order take everybody in there hostage so they bring in the cops are called, obviously. They bring in SWAT. They bring in the, the, the uh, state police. They bring in the local boys. They've got, like, armored vehicles, guys on the roofs, sn- snipers across the street. And so <laughs> so the two people in charge are talking to each other in a conversation squatted behind a squad car, and they're like, um, what, are we, what are we looking at here? It's like, a madman, <laughs> nine hostages. <laughs> With all these resources, yeah. the guy looks at him and says called the cobra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, so, of course you get the low shot of of uh of, of the cobra rolling in. Then we find out that he, he's called the cobra because his last name is Cobretti. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: That's I mean, that's, a, that's a really that's a
1: really uh
0: <laughs> average name,
1: you know. Right, absolutely. And he's part of the zombie squad, which nobody ever explains the zombie squad. We never see another member of the zombie squad for the entire film. But he's part of the zombie squad who basically does things a little, uh, a little out of line. He's the best of the zombie squad. He doesn't really play by the rules, but they're, they're who you call when you need to get things done. So he rolls up, low shot of him rolling up, and then you see his boots hitting the pavement pan up, got the aviator sunglasses on, which I don't know if you all noticed, but in every shot of the aviator sunglasses, you can definitely see a cameraman, <laughs> yeah. somebody holding a boom mic. <laughs> <laughs> They're in every shot of that. And so he walks into, like, they have all these things. The roof, people man on the roof, snipers. You got, you got armored trucks. Cobra walks right in the front door of this dimly lit, piggly wiggly Never takes the sunglasses off. He's got no plan. But this is the way Cobra handles things. I, I, there's nothing about that I don't love. Yeah.
2: It was it was amazing. And and right away you could tell that the, the dialogue was going to be something special. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. A- absolutely. Because you're already getting one liners. Like he grabs the he grabs the uh the PA mic in uh-huh. the grocery store yeah. and he's already delivering one liners to the madman. And he's got the really uh the really
2: slick move he's gonna pull but with distracting the guy by throwing a can because you know that, yeah. get, that gets him every time. But he <laughs> but you know yeah. he's cool so he takes a drink of the beer
1: first. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the the guy says uh the killer says I got a bomb here. I'll kill her. I'll blow this whole place up. And co-breddy says go ahead. I don't shop here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. So he, he handles that by obviously blowing the dude away. Um. So then they're like, everybody's talking about, okay, then it's the, the, there's another killer on the loose, the night stalker, the night stalker killer. He's killed. Like it was an obscene amount of people, like 19 people in the last month or something crazy. And Cobra, they, they're, they're talking about all this in this meeting. And uh, and so they're like, so Cobra's like saying maybe maybe I, I, he has a theory. Maybe it's more than one person that's doing all this killing. And the two dudes in charge are like, shut up, Cobra. Nobody asked you. they <laughs> <laughs> like, why is he at the meeting?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I love, I love that guy. I love the foil for Cobra. Yeah. Who, when he first showed up at the, uh, at the, uh, grocery store and, you know, and they said, call the Cobra and they brought him in and then he gets there. And that, and that guy, the nerd says, uh, look, I don't agree with them bringing you in here.
1: I just want you to know that. Yeah. Like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's all the time trying to undermine Cobra and his, and his loose cannon. Yeah. His loose cannon ways. Before this happens, though, do you did you all love the scene where he pulls up to the uh, the gang members that are in their Impala, and, and his Mercury pulls up to it and he honks the horn and tells them to pull up. Yeah, yeah, he's, and they won't do it. Uh huh. <laughs> so so he nudges, he takes yeah. the car, nudges it forward, <laughs> and So the, the, of course the leader can't like he can't let that go. So he yeah. rolls up on on Cobra as he gets out of the car and he's got a cigarette in his mouth and Cobra's like. Cobra, this is another line I love. Cobra says, it's bad for your health, you know. And the guy's like, what is? And he takes the, takes the c- cigarette out of the guy's mouth and says, me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that stuff's so good. I wrote down on my notes, this traffic scene. Is Cobra just a dick? Because <laughs> it's like, I didn't know if they were in traffic or what's going on. Like, why has he shoved that car out of the way And But... I loved it because the, uh, the guy, the super stereotype Mexican guy, yes. get, gets out of the car, and, yeah, when they confront each other, I love that as he's walking up to Cobra, he says, What's your problema, sese? Yeah. <laughs> it's like they had
1: no idea what that word was. What's your problema, sese? You touched my car, man. And then Cobra ripped, grabs his tank top for no reason, rips it off of him. <laughs> yeah. And then you can obviously see a microphone taped to the dude's chest. <laughs> Did you, either one of you all notice that? It's good stuff. No, yeah, I don't know obvious. that I caught the microphone. Oh, yeah. Go back and look at that scene.
2: Must have been making my notes.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, a, like, there's no other reason for him to have anything wired to his chest with a piece of obvious white tape stuck to yeah. it. So I almost wonder if that was like improv by Stallone to rip that off. Yeah. I, not not remembering that there was a mic under there.
2: There's a lot of things in there that I think are Stallone improv, especially since yeah. it's his screenplay and he's got full, you know, he can do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. <laughs> and Cosmatos is directing this thing. Right. Air quotes yep. directing this thing. It's yes.
1: Like, yes. We have to get into that too. Yeah.
0: Without Kurt Russell there.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, he he goes from that into his crappy apartment, right? Yes, uh, yes, yes. And I got to point out the fact that he picks up a piece of uh, stale pizza out of the box that's just been sitting out. Yeah. And he cuts a it, – it's one slice. It's not like a whole pie or anything. It's already cut in a slice. And for some reason, he grabs a piece of scissors and cuts a triangle off the end of the piece of pizza with a pair of scissors and eats that. For no reason whatsoever.
1: He he cuts pizza with scissors.
2: (laughs) And I don't know why. Like, why do you cut that smaller piece off a regular
1: piece? Yeah. And then he takes one bite off of that and throws it back in the box that he just threw the rest of the piece of pizza in that he just had. (laughs) So he couldn't just take a piece of pizza off the full or a bite off the full piece. Uh Yeah. He had to cut it with scissors, take a bite, then throw that into the, the box. Oh, my gosh. That's just good that's just good character building.
0: Yeah, you don't you don't uh you don't see people going the extra mile like that these yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh I'm I'm completely stealing this from uh Adam Carolla, who watched this movie and talked about it with Ben Simmons. But he also said like th- he also brought up a point of did movies like this and Lethal Weapon and a couple other ones like did they give Guys with guy, our, guys like us that were in our teens and twenties watching these movies, bad, a bad ideas about how you get the the rip body with the six pack and the and the the, the chest because <laughs> these dudes are rolling out of bed at ten o'clock, <laughs> take a hit off the gym beam bottle, throwing down some pizza that they didn't finish from the night before <laughs> before like getting a handful of Percocets and throwing them back with another hit of Jim beam and then off to work. Yeah, you know, like, these and, dudes are carb loading and drinking all this alcohol. In perfect physical shape. <laughs> yeah, couldn't be more fit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which I thought was a, also a great observation. So, okay, so you all want to go continue on in the movie because I think next is one of the weirdest '80s montages <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah, and you could tell, <laughs> you could tell he wanted to get his Rocky montage in
2: there. It's like, yeah, you know.
1: so he did. That's
2: what he does. With a bunch
0: of just weird robots.
2: Oh my gosh, so strange.
0: Would you say Cobra is the the apex of just Stallone being... Stallone for Stallone oh, yeah, absolutely
1: there's a lot no, of that. this is 100% a self-slurp fest this
2: whole movie yeah that yeah. that montage is like some Quaalude nightmare photo shoot like I had no idea what was going on there
1: <laughs> it's Brigitte Brigitte Nelson with a bunch of robots and yeah. this and those weird high cut bathing suits that people oh, thought yeah. were hot in the 80s but they're no matter who's wearing them they're very unflattering yeah
0: This is his first movie after Rocky Four. Rocky Four came out Thanksgiving before this. Yeah. So this is the first movie since then. Of course, you know then he had hooked up with uh, Brigitte. Yeah. Or Jeet.
1: So yeah, he was he was trying to stick her in every movie, every spot he could. So she's uh, she plays the part of the uh, supermodel. Boy, there's a stretch for her. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Challenge the acting chops there. Uh, Putting her in the so she. Uh, after her shoot, she's driving down the back streets of L.A. or wherever they're at, and she sees the Night Stalker and their group. Basically, she witnesses a murder, I guess, which I'm really not sure what all she saw, but she saw the Night Stalker's face. <laughs> yeah. I guess. And she, she, saw, she drives That's off. it.
2: That's all she saw was a dude's yeah, face.
1: it's his, his creepy face. But now she becomes target number one of the Night Stalker and the, the New Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The The lady boss of... The new order says
2: she's going to wreck our new world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And they're being super weird the lady and the the night stalker dude with their bug eyes are being and I love I love how nuts they clearly tell the bad guys to look. Like, yes. hey, hey big eyes. Yeah. Bigger. <laughs>
0: You're or, not that man.
2: Whatever you're doing right now, make big eye bigger. Like just
1: that dude has an incredible look, and they completely wanted him to look as insane as he was capable yeah. of looking.
2: I mean, why would they possibly care if she saw him? What would why why does that become their whole, Like they want to literally take over or change or end the world why does this one woman who saw his face like, you know, that becomes their, their, their mission. Like overall yeah. mission is to kill this woman.
1: She suddenly got the nuclear codes to blow up the whole operation. Yeah.
2: It makes no sense at all. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's so clear that he just, I don't know, phoned it in or is this is not his, you know, forte. Like, is it just, he's out of his element with this, with the cop yeah. movie or I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, she, uh, they, Somehow, I don't remember, refresh my memory, but I'm not remembering how she ends up in the hospital. Is that from the chase scene, or that that comes after the chase? That comes before the chase scene because the chase season comes after the hospital. But somehow or another, she ends up in the hospital, right? Yeah. And yeah. Cobra has to protect her I wrote, while she's in the hospital. I wrote down
2: that van/slash security guard stunt. Was that what it was?
1: Or was that at the hospital? there was a there man there's an epic a, a ridiculous chase scene after the after the hospital um i think i can't remember
2: isn't there there maybe there's just a chase scene with just her and him like like uh the, the security guard gets shot and the, oh yeah because a van drives straight he's like shooting at them. <laughs> And and she uh she knows that they're after her, and then the security like the elevator opens up, and the security guard's there, and he's like, and she's like, eh, hey, because they're yes, coming yes, after, yes. Her. and so the security guard starts to shoot, and then but the van just <laughs> plows, and plows, and I'm like, how did they do that? Like, you know, <laughs> I'm like,
1: it was that van was going a hundred miles
0: an hour <laughs> and
1: just drilled this dude into the elevator, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I don't know if they just did. If they just, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure how they did that effect. It was pretty
1: awesome, though. Yeah, but yeah, that's what. That's exactly what it was. You're right. They, they, they. uh, She's at a model shoot or whatever, and and this dude is like Mm -hmm. creepily trying to hit on her. Oh yeah, and then the 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 new order comes down, and they find her in the parking garage, and they they kill everybody but her, but she's badly hurt. Yeah, and so she goes to the hospital. Cobra's assigned to her. (laughs) She gives the the details of the Night Stalker's face. Uh huh. Did you all love that sketch? That the <laughs> yeah, yes, I did. Yeah, it looks it looks like something like I would have drawn as an eight year old trying to draw the Ultimate Warrior in my class.
2: <laughs> yeah, they clearly they didn't have them. any artists on set, and they were like, "Whoever can get the closest, I mean,
0: yeah. pretty close, ma'am."
2: <laughs>
1: I, he I, did. I, he looked he looked like a He
2: Man on Meth. I loved Cobretti working hard on his research too.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was good stuff. Oh man. The uh the and and your 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 Night Stalker dude, uh Brian Thompson, the actor. Yes. Uh man, he's uh never don't ever think he ever played a good guy in his career. Um not looking like that. You can't play. Yeah, play. he's just he's yeah he's just a heavy uh, through and through. He was in uh, he played a heavy in Fright Night Part Two. Played a heavy. Mm-hmm. He was one of the heavies that was um, with uh, Bill Paxton in Terminator. Mm-hmm. And they were goofing around with the telescope or whatever. Uh, he's one of the other ones. Um, um, inauspicious debut there, um, but it's but yeah he's he's got he's got that look man. And it's just like, it's it's a look that looks like he's constantly constipated.
2: <laughs> they either uh, cut or forgot or neglected to shoot so many important plot points in this movie that it's oh, just... Oh, they,
1: they cut almost an hour. <laughs> okay, well, that makes uh, sense. Because
2: yeah. it's impossible
1: to follow at some points. Yes. In the research I did, they cut... They had to cut a bunch of it to get it down to an R rating Uh because of the gore and because (laughs) of some of the sex stuff that was in it. Oh, wow. Yeah, with with, uh, Stallone and Brigitte. Um, And so they cut a bunch of it out of that, and then they cut more of it out because it was going to be released at about the same time as Top Gun.
0: And they were worried about
1: it was a week after Top Gun. So they were they saw how good Top Gun was doing at the box office. They were worried about people actually going to see this. Mm-hmm. So they cut it to the point of where theaters could show it an extra showing to try to make up some box office numbers. So they cut another like 25 minutes off of it so mm-hmm. that they could get an extra showing in every day um, <laughs> for cinemas. So yeah, like nearly an hour this thing was cut out. <laughs> a lot of it was the gore and stuff, but then on the back end of it, a lot of it was... Uh, major plot points of the motivation to the new world why they were doing what they were doing yeah because there's
2: none of that yeah yeah. (laughs) I mean let alone like the dudes with axes banging their axes together yes and like I don't know who those people were or what they were doing or why they never get tired of banging their axes together like just apparently days on end they're in some room clank clank. clanging
1: axe heads together (laughs) yeah yeah. by, by Bob, bumfire,
2: and yeah, because like he's doing his research, and then he gets the call from his buddy, and like it's, uh, I'm in your office. What are you doing there? I got a call from HQ saying you uh, wanted me here, and then and then Stallone freaks out. Like, Get back to the hospital. <laughs> and it's like, why? That like, like, how did you even know she's in the hospital? Like, what's happening right now? Oh man,
1: it's so good. It's nonsense. <laughs> so that that how uh, that uh, hospital scene. He dresses up like the janitor. janitor. Todd, oh correct me if gosh. I'm wrong. And the only reason this is hidden is because I watched it recently. But wasn't that just a blatant rip off of the hospital scene in Halloween Two?
0: Um, they were yeah. very similar to me. Yeah, I, I think I think probably. Um, you know, I don't know if I don't know if. Uh, Stallone storyboarded this thing or not, but um, I'm thinking he probably didn't. I'm thinking he probably he probably whatever kid was around on set or production assistant, he probably just said, "Hey, name me a movie with a scene in a hospital (laughs) where spooky stuff goes down." Yeah,
1: and it 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 just had that feel. It it seemed exactly the same to me. And that all that
2: stuff is impossible to follow. Like, yes, there's like some nurse sneaking around. Yeah. it's like, why is she sneaking around? And like, who is that? And then why is this old lady dead for no reason that we didn't see get killed <laughs> with a map? And like, w- w- what is all this? And then uh, why is that psycho taking breaks to kill old ladies in bed? Instead, like if Bridget Nielsen is going to bring down their whole new world, like, why is yeah. he just? Uh, hold Why'd on. you focus? Yeah, hold on. I don't need to kill this old lady.
1: Here, for no reason. (laughs) That map could mean something. The script is (laughs) so bad. (laughs) So he goes into the room, and she hides in the bathroom, Mm -hmm. and he takes the axe and is just wailing on this door. Yeah. Yeah. She's screaming her head off, Uh and he's screaming, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) And she's screaming, no! (laughs) And this is... Like, we find out moments later that this is an extremely crowded floor on this hospital, but nobody hears them.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's like 200 (laughs) people milling around in the hallway.
1: Yeah, when she pulls the fire alarm, man, that thing looks like Grand Central Station. But while (laughs) he's beating the crap out of the door and they're both screaming their heads off, nobody hears a thing.
2: Yeah, everybody just take a moment to think about the last time you were in a hospital. And yeah. what it's like there, and and like how uh, quiet it is there, and like what the doors are like, and and just ask yourself: if you tried to chop down a door with an axe and scream, "I'm gonna kill you!" at somebody, do you think somebody might notice?
0: While the woman
1: at the top of her lungs is screaming for her life,
2: <laughs> is it possible that somebody might
1: notice that? Call the cops. Yeah, get security. I don't know. So the fire alarm works, thank goodness. <clears throat> Cobra gets her in uh, time and they get in the back of this like they're they're gonna go out go out of town. Also, let's talk about real quick the product placement of Pepsi in this movie. Oh, that's man, yeah. They, they
2: ridiculous. They, they bought in, didn't they? <laughs> they
1: they certainly did. And then the funny thing was, I don't think I ever saw anybody drinking a Pepsi but <laughs> Cobra drinks a Coke. <laughs>
2: Maybe they just threw it in there and didn't even ask.
0: Just,
1: <laughs> just freebie for
0: Pepsi. Pepsi was a big product placement in Top Gun, which, like I said, came out the week before. Man,
1: they were spending some dollars yeah. to get their stuff in, in, this, in this section of Hollywood. Yeah, they said, "Hey, yeah. Stallone's hot. What could go wrong?"
2: Yeah, yeah. We trust Stallone.
0: Yep. Yeah. Oh my now, gosh. It's so telling. I mean, Rocky Four made a lot of money, and people loved that movie. It was a big Christmas hit. And, and it was just like, okay, well, let's just let him do whatever he wants to do. He's yeah. obviously a magic touch.
1: Yeah, I mean, at that point, he was one of the top three, if not the biggest star in Hollywood at yeah. that point yeah. um, in the, the mid-'80s run. Um, did you all notice the amount uh, – when they stopped at the diner and got a, a hamburger and fries, did you all notice the amount of ketchup that Brigitte Nelson <laughs> – was was putting on her french fries (laughs) it was please go back and watch that that scene too because it was nuts they kept and i'm sure it was just one take and then they kept cutting and cutting and redoing takes of it every single (laughs) angle she continues to squeeze ketchup out of her bottle literally for 35 40 seconds (laughs) Was it more salt than you pour in the mini-cheese coffee? Oh, yes. (laughs) Multiplied by three. It was a lot of ketchup. Then she sets the ketchup bottle down for probably eight to ten seconds, picks it back up, and starts squirting some more. Like, it is ridiculous. I Mm. I wish you all had noticed that so you all could share in this with me. But please go back and watch that.
2: Did we skip over the the high-speed pursuit after the... I think
1: that's next. Okay. I think that's coming up. So we can go ahead and get into that because... My man Cobra has got a lot of balance, doesn't
2: he?
0: <laughs>
2: he's, he's got a lot of something.
1: <laughs> he's in the bed of that pickup truck. Yeah. While she is swerving and going over bumps and hills and going off road. And man, he is just, he continues to gun them down I, with pinpoint accuracy.
2: I love that he doesn't hesitate to go no. high speed pursuit with her in the car. Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah, it didn't matter. In what world? And he's like, he drives off the second floor of a parking garage. Yes, sir. With her in the vehicle. And nobody <laughs> yeah. even gets mad
1: at him about it. Yeah, that's when he's still in his Mercury, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that like that's his man, that's his pride and joy. He loves that thing so mm. much, but he beat the hell out of it. Ha-ha- in that in that driving scene.
2: Yeah, he did. And side note How do you not put him in a Cobra? I know. For my my entire life, before I watched this movie a week or two ago, I thought his car was a Cobra, and that's why they called the movie Cobra. I don't see how you could miss that, but a 50 Merc (laughs) instead. Yeah,
1: 1950 Mercury. Apparently, that is his car, and he wanted it in the movie, so there you go. And he was willing to... Beat the hell out of it, I guess. They they, they got a couple stunt
0: cars. Oh, okay, the, the chase, and, suit. His, yeah. and his last name is Cobretti. <laughs> Marion yep. Cobretti. I never. Also,
1: knew. while we're in this scene, is Nancy not the worst? Maybe the worst villain of all time. She's really bad. She's really. We don't really know bad. what her motivation is. We don't know why she's been put on this case. We don't know how she's associated with the New World, but just. <laughs> She's in there and she's a traitor.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like how she uh, vacillates between a completely normal, kind of classic, uh, crooked 80s cop mm-hmm. who's on the inside, you know? And, right. And, and so flip-flops between that and completely out of her mind, bonkers, nutso, <laughs> when she's talking, like when it's just a scene with her and the Night Stalker and she's... You know, and it's like, it's like something out of Manos, you know, when she's talking to him.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so good.
0: How about, um, how about the theme song?
1: Oh, I don't, man, I didn't pay much attention.
0: Well, first off. I'll
1: go back. I will watch this again. Trust me. So
0: first off, John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band, which is the poor man's Bruce Springsteen. Uh he he had some he had limited he had some some limited uh, success there in the mid eighties singing a few songs. Uh but, but the theme song was, was called Voice of America's Sons. Mm. <laughs> I like it. And I can honestly tell you I don't remember it.
1: <laughs> All right. So we uh wanna go ahead and get to the wrap the movie up. We get to the end. Um not, well hold
2: on. Okay. When they're in, we're in the truck and going out of town. Yeah. Uh, that conversation between Cobra and Brigitte uh, <laughs> might might have been my favorite part of the whole movie. It's it's just, really good. Some of that conversation felt like one of these movies we watch where a foreigner wrote it who doesn't really, really? quite uh, understand American <laughs> culture, and so it's like it kind of makes sense in English, but yet it doesn't. Yeah. And it's like Kinda out of
1: place and really doesn't
2: Yeah, like not, that. It's
1: not cohesive with what's going on.
2: <laughs> that conversation is really
1: strange. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that is a good that is a good scene too. So they get to the end. Um and we get the w mows down the entire new new order mm-hmm. except for the Night Stalker. We get to the Night Stalker and I love that he's like I don't know what the body count at this point is for cobra but it's up there like it's a few dozen people so we get that they get they come face to face and then the not the night stalker the night slasher the night slasher says to uh cobra like he's starting to play on his you're a good guy you're not just gonna murder me right here in cold blood because that's not what you do and it's like what in the history of this movie? <laughs> right, exactly. The conclusion. Yeah, that's
2: exactly what he's
1: what he is. We've been seeing it for two
2: hours. Like you, that's yeah. Precisely. That's why they call
1: him in for this stuff.
2: Yeah, that he's a maniac on the zombie squad. And yeah, yeah What what have you seen that would make you think that's not exactly what he's about to do?
1: Yeah, it's man, it's incredible that that's what <laughs> that's that's the that's the card he's going to play is on Cobras moral strings
2: yeah and are they trying to at the very end like put some type of make the audience wonder what he's gonna do will he do it like so they're you know trying to put a little mystery into it but like (laughs) no we all know what's coming
1: (laughs) yes so at the end of that at the end of the speech he says the night slasher says you can't stop the new world your filthy (laughs) society will never get rid of people like us it's breeding it's breeding them and then he screams, "We are the future." And Cobretti says, "No. You're history." And shoots. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. What? That's, uh, man, this this movie is um among other things, it's a total rip-off of the first Dirty Harry. Oh yeah. Um which uh, you know, Dirty Harry the 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 main villain in Dirty Harry was, you know, it was a serial killer. And the main, uh, and I mean, he's basic. he was basically, I think, a, a takeoff on the Gemini killer or, yeah, or Zodiac, sorry, Zodiac killer. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, Dirty Harry takes place in San Francisco. It was going on about the same time, uh, as the movie was made. But what's funny is the guy that played that character is also, uh, you know, the detective in Cobra. What's his, what was his name? Um, more uh monty oh yes uh andrew robinson so he was you know he's kind of come full circle he was the he was the killer in dirty harry and then basically in the ripoff of dirty harry he's the scumbag detective so that nobody likes yep
1: and he gets good like, little interaction like. there at the end too where, where cobra punches him so right uh, yeah oh, that stuff's good
0: yeah but, yeah, I mean, it's obvious. I mean, there a lot. there's probably – I mean, this – Cobra copied a lot of things. Uh, but, you know, obviously, I mean, you look at you look at Cobra and the way he dresses and the way he reacts and his facial expressions, and it's all dirty, hairy. So. Man, I love this movie. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. This and is probably – we
1: probably need to do a group view of this. I would have loved it. And, and I can just go ahead and tell you, like – the times I I win Force Watch if it ever happens, go ahead and expect a movie like this because I've got so many of them that I can't wait to talk about with you all. So Cobra was just the one that was on the on the top of the head at the time. So are you all ready to put a bow on Cobra? Any with anything else? Uh, we never we never talked about Cosmato's uh, and yes, let's do that really quick. Absolutely. So um,
2: if anybody hasn't heard us talk about Tombstone before. Uh, Sylvester Stallone recommended Cosmatos to uh, Kurt Russell, and said, "Hey, I made a movie with this dude who I said directed it, but he really didn't do anything, and he's on board. He'll he'll do that. He doesn't <laughs> mind." And so w- the one that w- that uh, he said he had done with him was what Rambo two. Rambo two. Yes, that he he ghost directed like Stallone directed it. And I guess the purpose of that being like, if it sucks, you can like, you know, that your name's not on, you know, you didn't direct it. So at least it it isn't your
1: fault completely. Right. Wasn't there a SAG rule at that time where you couldn't star and direct oh, a movie really? at the same time? Okay. I think that's what it was. So they had to They were basically, this was the guy you called if <laughs> okay. you wanted to be in the movie and direct it. That sound
2: that makes much more sense. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. So, yeah, because Matos was your guy when you needed to yeah. do that. And uh, it was very clear here again that it's it's <laughs> so much a Stallone movie. And, uh, you know, there are periods throughout the thing where he just kind of starts riffing uh, Rocky style. You mm-hmm. know, like you can tell, like, there's nothing in the script. He's just going to make his little Rocky jokes. Like, like. I really feel like it, it should have said, you know, Cobretti played by... Rocky Balboa Rocky (laughs)
1: because there's there's
2: parts where it's just like that's just Rocky there that you're doing right now and his little jokes like at the at the lady's little trinket stand and stuff like that where you know it's uh, clearly ad
1: lib bobblehead yeah 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 and he makes his little he makes his head move with the bobblehead and that's clearly Rocky absolutely (laughs) right
0: but now, now the, the there there isn't I don't or I don't think there's a rule about the starring and directing because Eastwood did that a lot. He, I mean, he was he directed and uh, Outlaw Josie Wells. Mm. Uh, gosh, it seems like
1: I there didn't... was just a short window of time in that in that 80s early 90s segment, and I think I read that somewhere that like there, it, was, it was they were contractually and maybe it was with the with the production company. I don't know, but. Right there was something contractually to where they couldn't do it because R- Kurt Russell just wanted to direct it. And they were like, you can't, if you're going to play in it, you can't do it. But yeah. I might be wrong. I might be wrong about that, but I swear I read that somewhere.
0: I, I will tell you this though. Cobra makes Tango and cash look like really good. Yes. <laughs> That's not, and, and Tango and cash is horrible. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. It is not good. So I guess if that wraps up Cobra talk, then uh, I think it's time to play some games. All right. So we gambled on the Rotten Tomatoes score for it that was getting ready to come out the last time we podcast. And um, all of us actually, like Todd and I, thought we went a little high. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Scott went with about what I think all of us felt like it actually would be. Um, and it, by Bob Barker and me, one under. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> of course.
1: And it turns out we all lowballed it. Uh, the the Rotten Tomato score kind of went above all expectations and Todd Sheen Once goes back again. to his spot atop the Force Watch Mountain. So, Todd, right. what are you forcing us to watch this time? Gosh. So many choices, right? There's a lot, although you're going to run out sooner or later because you keep getting to pick them.
0: Oh, uh, it has uh, been a dry
1: spell though, because it was Hunt for Red October and then Cobra. So
0: it's true. I was I lost back to back. Yeah, that's not like me. I don't understand it, but uh, you know, because it's got to be something. You know, it's obviously October. I might not win another one, so I've got to. I guess I got to force. I got to force something. Do you want to go on and
1: do the what we're going to gamble on next, and we can come back to it? Yeah,
2: let's do that in a minute.
0: Can you do that, Scott?
2: Mm, I'd rather do it right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He knows he's going to be miserable. So it's like, okay.
1: Let's just pull this. Let's pull the band aid off, Todd. Just just
0: rip it off. One swift motion. What do we want? So my pick is Halloween three, Season of the Witch. Season of the effing witch. Oh, man. (laughs)
1: i love to hear click that pin yes <laughs> nothing nothing is gonna make scott happier goodness gracious <laughs> watching the third installment
0: of halloween it's just okay but keep, let, let me let me let me explain something this is this is not a michael myers movie scott this is yeah. the one he didn't appear in it uh, it and of course they titled it Halloween three. Uh, and I you know when I went to see it, I knew that he wasn't in. I knew it was a standalone. But a lot a lot of people didn't, so they went. Didn't. Where's Michael Myers?
2: Okay, so tell tell me t- why we're watching this. Tell us all why we're going to it's watch October. this. What's your it's October man? <laughs> so just it's October, it's October. and Halloween's it's October. in October. So and why Halloween but but you, and, there are a lot of. A lot of Halloween movies, so why the third there one?
0: There are, there are. This is a good one. It's, uh, it's, it's spooky. Uh, it's got a lot of suspense in it, uh, and I'm, you know, and I, and it, it's, it's one of those that at the beginning when it first came out, a lot of people were angry, uh, but since then, people have kind of approached it differently and mm-hmm. uh, have embraced it differently.
2: It sounds like uh, Iron Man 3 and that as long as you don't expect it to be an Iron Man movie you can like it <laughs> which is right, how yeah. I feel about that one.
0: Well, it's it's I mean it's a movie that takes place around Halloween but it's not it's not a Halloween franchise. Yeah. Movie. So well, let me just like, tell you guys what it did on uh,
1: Rotten Tomato what well, it's sitting at it Rotten Tomatoes as we speak. <laughs> Critics score 37%, user score 25. Ooh. Well, you know what? It's climbing. So get Remember. Get, be happy about that, Scott.
2: Yeah. He, <laughs> what kind of, he's trying to sell me some bill of goods. It's
1: a good one, he said. Yeah, yeah. and the uh, Rotten Tomatoes does, like, revisionist history is kind to movies <laughs> right. on Rotten Tomatoes. Because if they like it in the aftermath, they'd write a review and it bumps the score up. Yeah. And uh, Halloween's sitting at 25.
0: Well, it obviously can't overcome thirty, you know, twenty-five years of bad of bad karma. <laughs> uh, you might be right. Four point
1: seven out of ten on Metascore for Halloween. I, I'll definitely give it more than that.
0: All it's right. better than it's so, better than that. Trust so me.
2: Your next uh, your next Force Watch episode will be Halloween three. Everybody, Halloween
1: three. Get excited! All right. Um, do we want to? Uh, do we want to? Do we want to play some some Force Watch for this week with Blade Runner about ready to open on yeah. Friday? Yeah, let's do that.
0: All right, Todd, are we doing? What are we doing? Are we doing box office? Are we doing um, Rotten Tomatoes? What are we doing? Let's do. Um, let's do box office. All
1: right, box office, and Todd, you go first because you won.
0: Well, that stinks. stinks. Um, okay. Uh, oh, what
1: stinks I, is that I'm going to make a guess next because I finished second and then Scott's going to Bob Barker me. That's what stinks. But <laughs>
0: Maybe, right. maybe I'm not. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 33. Well done, wow. Todd.
2: Well done. Just calling the number out. Wow. Okay. There
0: you uh, go. My goodness. Um, Hmm. Let's see. Uh You know why I said 33? Because it's October. Raven. And this movie, yeah. Oh. That too. But it's October, and that movie and Blade Runner ain't it. <laughs> okay. And um, horror, so. uh, let's see. I'm going to
1: go... It's getting great reviews. Um... So, I'm going to go I'm going to go over that a little bit. I'm going
0: to go 42. Mm. Here comes Bob.
1: <laughs> what you got, BB? <laughs> uh,
2: well, the trolley thing to do would be one. You are either going to go under Todd one or go over me one. <laughs> <laughs> um that would be the smart thing to do for sure. <clears throat> so, do I think it's going to be over forty something? And Todd said thirty
0: three. Yeah. Uh, and I think twenty eight. Good Four. job, Alan, for not just handing him over one. I, I,
1: res- I tried to make it a little tough with enough gap in between. Yeah, us to wear yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: let's do thirty.
1: Seven. Oh, splitting the difference yeah this is interesting oh i like this <laughs> <laughs> wow because we're going prices right rules
0: that if it's a tie it goes to the one under so the the first blade runner did not do gangbusters yeah it's it's kind of a it's had a cult following over the years and people are ha- you know people are like oh yeah blade runner yeah yeah But it really, I mean, it was just, it just kind of, I mean, it's lucky that they're even doing it.
2: Yeah, it it is true. It's very true. Um, Yeah. It's just a question of like, has uh, the cult status of it, has it grown enough and, you know, like the look of it, is it interesting to people? But Todd could very well be right. I I feel like box office this past weekend was somewhere around like 30 million or something like that. uh, Mm -hmm. Top movie. So
1: Yeah, I the reason I went forty two. Full disclosure is um, Kingsman two opened up at thirty nine. Oh yeah, and you got to think more people are going to go see Blade Runner, especially with the reviews that are coming out on this thing because it's it's sitting pretty on Rotten Tomatoes right now with the early viewing. So, um, I just think more people are going to go see that than Kingsman. Maybe so, and 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 forty million is a pretty good take. For Kingsman, so
2: yeah, and I wanted to go Bob Barker because it was like, man, it brought in
1: 117, so surely, that, yeah, so I just tried to compare it to something that had come out pretty close yeah. this time of year, so all right, yeah, but,
0: you know, but, the, but the dude, the dude that's directing it, he's kind of he's a little bit on the weird side, you know. I mean, a lot of his movies haven't been what you would call um, middle of the road kind of movies, he's kind of a little artsy, I guess, Bill on the Wave. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, like I said, I mean, honestly, when I think of Blade Runner, I like it, but I don't love it. And I never yeah. really loved Blade Runner. Yeah. If I
2: went to the theater, it would honestly be because of, like, 99% just because of Deacons. It looks really nice, right? I mean, like, I think it would just be good and to go and for eye candy. That's why I would be going.
1: It's sitting at uh, critics 90%, users 91% right now. So it's getting good buzz. Roger
0: Deakins did shoot that, right, Todd? I think he did, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he did, yeah. And that, yeah, that would be a good reason to go. But, I, you know, I don't know. And a lot of people really love Blade
1: Runner. But, and I mean, I've seen recently- it. I'm going to watch it this week and probably go this weekend just because it's getting such good reviews, but I've never seen the first one.
0: It's, you know, it's okay. It's just, I mean, it's not one of those to me that just blows you away.
1: Yeah. I think I had to watch it
2: for a film class and it, you know, it didn't do a lot for me.
0: It's your, you know, it's early Ridley Scott. That's just, you know, this was a few years after alien for him. And he liked to, you know, he was doing his little, you know, Putting his stamp on it, and I don't know it just it wasn't as uh, it didn't capture me like it captured a lot of people,
1: yeah but for, a lot of people
0: Ford, for Harrison Ford's sake, I hope it's good
1: because now that um Abrams ruined our childhoods and killed Han Solo, like I really want this to be good for for Harrison.
0: well, I mean, why they'll probably kill off deckard why wouldn't they why wouldn't they kill him off? let's just let's not talk about it (laughs) i'm just saying it's like you know a lot of times in these movies when they're separated by years they bring them back so they can yeah off them get rid of of them yeah yeah pass
2: the torch and move on
0: yeah don't like it but I, i know i know how those people are yeah is there any chance skywalker survives this movie He's got to. If they if they don't do that, especially especially now that Leia's not around, yeah. it's not like oh well we'll just kill Leia off in the ninth one. No, they don't all need to die, folks. <laughs> I know you think they do, but they don't. You no, know, just depends on who you ask, and if um, if
1: Abrams like he's directing uh, episode nine. So if Skywalker makes it through eight, Abrams
0: will probably kill him off in nine, anyways. Mm-hmm. But he what, likes to do that. You know, let let him go live in a temple somewhere. You know, where he can't hurt anybody. There's
2: a there's a big push to make uh, Luke bisexual, so everybody. Uh, oh, um, good. If that, you know, look forward to that possibly.
1: <sighs> I think it's time to. I think it's time to probably <laughs> sign off on that before any of us say something we're going to regret.
0: I think somebody is there in the dark, <laughs> laughing and kidding.
1: Yeah. no 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 that's a real thing uh, yeah, yeah i
0: haven't heard
2: that. yeah there's a push to make luke bisexual
1: because i know that everybody is sitting around when they're watching star Wars, <laughs> wondering which way luke swings <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> that's what i love so much about those things is like who effing cares about
1: what <laughs> luke does in the bedroom yeah that, there's a lot Why does it matter I, it just oh that stuff just drives me nuts but okay hmm. For some reason, there's just a whole
2: apparently massive section of weirdos out there, and I'm gonna cut all this out. Don't worry. <laughs> but <laughs> a massive like population of weirdos that is obsessed with like, you know, yeah, what the characters are doing off screen. Hashtag make Cap gay.
1: <laughs> oh, good grief! They want
2: they want uh, Cap and uh, and Bucky to be gay so bad they can't stand it.
1: I just don't understand it i don't understand why it matters
2: does anybody watch for that uh, apparently like some watching- people do like they're just obsessed with it like you said just must be sitting there watching the movie just and that's what's on their mind
1: there's a there's an entire genre of movies that you can watch if you're obsessed with people having sex with each other <laughs> you're right that's right yeah <laughs> But it's it's a billion dollar industry. But it's not it's Captain not America. Hard to find.
2: Well, there probably is. You can probably sure find Captain find America. It. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, I'm sure yeah. it's
1: there. So yeah, and, you can and find Jack Sparrow on there. I bet. <laughs> yeah. You can find Luke Skywalker probably from the '70s and now. That's right. I'll bet you can.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you want to do so, that.
1: have at so, it. Yeah, you don't have to worry about <laughs> the mainstream stuff. There's a whole genre yeah. right out there where they're just doing everybody. Exactly all hands on deck
0: <laughs> or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all right. I think that, uh, that puts a bow on it. So, uh, everybody go out, watch blade runner because I've got the, uh, I've got the most amount of money riding on this thing. So it needs to be over 42 million. So everybody listening, please do your part and go out and watch blade runner next weekend. So I can win another force watch. Uh, and with that, for Scott Stafford, for Todd Sheen, this is Alan Martin reminding you to walk softly and talk hard. Well,
0: I hope you come to see me in the movie Then I know that you will plainly see Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time
1: And all I gotta do is act naturally